Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today, we're talking about carbon capture. We're going to be explaining what it is. Companies that essentially want to take carbon out of the air with technology, but is it possible? Is it legitimate? We're going to get into the science behind it. It's very controversial. Yeah. It's juicy. Wait, yeah, all my juicy, information juicy. was very controversial. Oh, I have like a unique little angle. Sometimes Ooh. I'm just like, oh, I feel like you'll do the regular research. And I'm like, okay, what's well, like a bit of a side angle so that we're not coming with the same thing. So Unique? Yeah, as Beyonce would say. Did uh, we ever talk about Renaissance? It's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, good. Um, <laughs> what have we done? We saw Meg Stalter do comedy, which was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was JFL um, in Toronto. It's, JFL seems like a mess. Actually, like, somebody else told me it tickets was so a mess. It, like another person yeah. that I was with the other day was just like explaining why it was like so poorly organized. Well, it was so weird. It's like you couldn't get tickets, then you could, and then you couldn't, and then you couldn't and then you yeah could. And, and it was the like confusing thing about how some shows are ticketed and some shows yeah. are not and like yeah somebody else was talking about that like they went and saw john mulaney but they were saying it was like very confusing <laughs> yeah oh a try guy got whatever <laughs> oh true in our little circle of the internet <laughs> it's not our little everyone seemed to care about the try guys no it's true but i what? more mean like that's coming from like our little like we're not that we're like um do the same kind of thing as them but like as oh, YouTubers. like YouTubers who are millennials and yeah, white men exactly, and like yeah. just like on the <laughs> internet for decades. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I was absolutely like, hello. Um, and shocked that anyone knew who they were. <laughs> yeah, and just like Hurricane Ian is devastating. Like, why aren't we talking about that? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it was Hurricane Ned or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But it, I, it was, my interest in it was the the insane reaction. Yeah, it was, it was shocking. Very, I, I honestly was like, I did not think people would Care. And he cheated on his wife, which just doesn't like. Okay, well, am I am I from France? <laughs> what? Um, Wait, I'm just what? like it doesn't seem that bad. Like it is. I don't know. I'm like, isn't that what happens? Well, it doesn't seem like. It, yeah, who was talking about this the other day? How it's like there are people who are like known in Hollywood, like to be cheaters. Lots of like sports people are like known to be cheaters, but it's like not, they don't end up getting canceled for it. I'm not, I'm not even justifying it or saying it's good or bad. It's just interesting that in this case, it became like such a big deal that this like random internet guy, I know he's not random, but to a lot of people, he's like some random internet. Yeah. A lot of the response was like this, who is this? Like why? <laughs> and I think it was kind of funny, but the, yeah. the response I saw was like, he, represents like 
a lot of his things are about being the husband. So that's oh, why maybe like okay. their fans might have reacted more intensely, being like, you were the one who made your whole personality that oh you're a good husband. God. That's such a red flag to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's like if you're saying I'm a great husband, it's like, why are you yelling? Yeah. That? Yeah. Seriously. I see. That ma- that makes more sense. I don't I don't maybe really that watch. started a snowball because they have yeah. like a strong following of, of their fans being upset, which maybe bled into yeah. the narrative of everything. I feel like because it's one of those things like we hang out with so many YouTubers like we've and it's like I don't watch YouTube like I, I kind of and I kind of like that because it's like we're always in these situations yeah. with them and it's so much nicer to just, to just be, be like, like oh we're just colleagues we, we don't never like, talk about YouTube yeah but now I'm like what do they do <laughs> I'm like he was the husband guy I'm like what does that mean <laughs> like I'm just so now I'm curious yeah, it's like, gonna make I their watch videos YouTube, popular. but not in that kind of way yeah it's mostly like truly and this is sad for ourselves it's like I just let the algorithm show me things that it thinks will be interesting and then I usually I'm like oh but it, I there's not too many people I like subscribe to that I'm going back to watch their videos every oh week. god every time we make a video and people watch it i'm like why'd you watch that because <laughs> <laughs> all i watch is like rosalia music video all i watch yeah. is music videos we end up watching some like internet interview kind of stuff like chicken chop whatever that was oh called. yeah but you that's like I mean? a phenomenon true but that that's is still like a yeah. youtube channel yeah okay and then there's like the chicken wing one the spicy ones hot wings i don't watch ones. that though. me either but i feel like there are some versions of those yeah. things that i'm not like necessarily searching out or watching every Tuesday when they come out, but they come up a reg- regularly enough that I'll like check chicken chop date is like recent and good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay. So <laughs> let's get into what we learned this week. Oh, what did we learn this week? Should I go first? Yeah, of course. So I learned that mostly all bonobos are bisexual. <laughs> did I say that's so weird? Yeah. Let me try that again. <laughs> So I learned that mostly all bonobos are bisexual. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So they like uh, don't really care about who they're having sex with, who they are, you know, scissoring in many cases, who they are banging, who's topping, who's bottoming, uh, which is so awesome. So they're not only bisexual, they're verse. They're verse. <laughs> they are verse. They're bisexual. They're all the colors of the rainbow. Bonobos are queer. And also they're like matriarchal in the sense that women dominate the groups and the way that women bond is by uh, scissoring by rubbing their genitals together and they seem to be enjoying it there's like lots of groaning and like happy noises and they are just you know a lot a lot of sex is happening in the bonobo community and it's all just queer and it's all matriarchal and it's women on women and that's how they bond and that was what i learned that's cool. I know. It's I mean, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it is interesting to think about sexuality in the animal kingdom because, you know, more and more we look back on the early science and how it perceived sexuality in nature. So, like, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it's just interesting to realize we're always blinded by our own biases and yeah. our own masks. And for a long time, like, humans would see these kind of behaviors, even in, like, giraffes necking, like, when two males, like, neck and just be like, oh, they're just, like, pushing each other around. Yeah. Now there is more of a discussion around, like, what level of this is sexual and bonding between, like, similar, like, same gender or sex or whatever. Um, and I just think that's an interesting way that maybe people had seen it in the past, but was like, oh, this is like dominance. You yeah, know? it wasn't like, they're like harder to find in the sense, like as apes, like physically, there's like been more education and study on other types of apes, which are different. Like there are other types of apes where like the men are like violent and like fight for right. dominance. But yeah. these specific apes, it's like, which we are very closely related to. We're more closely related to than a dog or whatever. <laughs> 
there's just like what dogs will fuck anyone. Yeah. <laughs> dogs are also gay. Like, yeah. uh. <laughs> but also even like trans, like there's so many like trans animals and so many animals that like literally will switch like, Oh, like actually change even yeah. their genitals. They'll change, like, yeah. they'll change their gender, quote unquote, their gender of that's like, cause gender is such a like human weird dumb thing. Right. They'll change their sex. Yeah. Like so many animals change their sex throughout mm -hmm. life, depending on the environment. Like it's just like yeah. so funny that like people are like, so hung up on that sometimes. Or like science is an amazing place to go to be like, um, relax everyone. But people have used science for so long to be like oppressive. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Anyways, well, go turn your turn. Um, okay. Mine's really cool. You want to know the coolest thing about double decker buses from ooh, London? What? I was going to say double D titties. No. I was like, ooh, what? Double cool. decker buses are the reason we understand as humans that movement is good for us. So there's been uh, like okay. other cultures and stuff that have had exercise as part of them, but the first ever quantitative systematic medical study of exercise happened because of double-decker buses. Huh. And so in the 1940s, they were realizing that people were having way more heart attacks. And at first they were like, what is going on? They hypothesized like, is it because society's becoming less mobile, moving around less, having desk jobs, sitting around all day? And the double-decker bus provided the perfect environment where the bus driver sits for about 90% of the time and a conductor moves the whole day. Uh. Oh. And does about like on average 575, 500 to 750 steps up and down all day. Huh. And typically these people would be from like similar socioeconomic backgrounds, similar like um, yeah. cultural backgrounds. So it was a great place to A stay. white man that's like, hey, get on yeah. the bus there, brother. <laughs> and one's like, I'm driving. Yeah. And one's like, come on. <laughs> so after they analyzed these different like categories of conductors versus the drivers, they realized drivers were twice as likely to drive dead of a sudden heart attack. Oh, God. <laughs> and that was like the beginnings of them realizing movement was tied into heart problems and that exercise was taken more seriously as like a means to alleviate diseases wow. and symptoms from problems. And um, they, they've looked at this in other places like postal workers, like the ones who are clerks versus the ones who are out all day yeah. uh, or those who are like on bikes and found the same results. That's... Like crazy that there was a time where we didn't realize the exercise was like Yeah, <laughs> and there's literally cultures that thought it was explicitly bad. bad because they believed, like there's a lot of sort of like um, medieval cultures and stuff that thought it was a distraction from focusing on the soul to like be oh, focused on your wow. physical being. So it actually was like hurting your soul. Like, but But there also is like evidence of like, um, from China, like thousands of years ago, of organized exercise. So obviously, all sorts of different cultures. Yeah, and have. I think like in general, like the whole idea of the sedentary lifestyle has come with you know our screen, our more modern oh, totally. lives. Like yeah, people were just more active in general because they had yeah. to like you couldn't not be. Yeah, they're like you know <laughs> they, like had, they had to walk somewhere. <laughs> yeah, or it's like okay, yeah, there's a horse and carriage that'll take you so far but right. it's not like you're getting on like a car for like seven totally. hours to and drive. like working in fields like yeah. so many people would have been manual labor jobs now so many jobs are just like mental capacity but jobs. i guess it does make sense when i think about i don't even know how i like my dad has a degree in history and i think he's always been sad that i'm just like mm, i'm gonna study the now and the future of science <laughs> but i'm um, like i don't know that much about history but whenever i see like period pieces it feels like the royals and the higher ups were just like in bed with gout and like yeah bed sores like, and <laughs> yeah because it's like they wouldn't have maybe known that 
being active was good yeah. and they were just getting like served. and they might have thought the literal opposite <laughs> the same reason that they would have been like you know like um skin color bias between being like oh well you're people who work in the fields you have darker skin so we're never going to go in the sun you're moving all day so we're going to try not to move like almost as a form of class um signaling do you know what i mean yeah that's a thing that's a thing is that totally a thing? like yeah, from yeah. history yeah, okay. yeah yeah and so many cultures around the world have like uh, shadism and it's like because people who had to work manual labor would be outside in the sun all day but it's so weird how british people like now are so sunburned <laughs> suntanned well yeah everyone's obsessed picture, with like, that like yeah. sun-kissed look because it became like it's Why? a different status now british people the same reason <laughs> things change it was like at one time eating a lobster was like the peasants ate lobster it was like cheap dirty ground feeders now lobster is like considered like rare and a delicacy it's just like whatever is harder for people to have yeah rich people or like quote-unquote high-class people want that yeah to show that they are and i think having a tan along the lines became like attractive became associated with wealth and like time to take care of yourself that lost people are that, like, I don't have okay, time to go tan and not have a farmer's tan. Yeah, you know? yeah. And also just like back in the day, it was a sign of wealth to like not to be pale. have to move. Yeah. And to be, yeah, pale. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, I didn't know. And then it's Literally, like, you're yeah. probably going to die. Yeah. Or like that, or they didn't realize exercise was good. And yes. we're actually living through the exercise is quote unquote good time where like affluence means you, you go to a spin exercise. class. You pay you a like lot of money to exercise. Do a CrossFit. You yeah. jump on a box for like $40 of stuff. Actually, I don't even know how much CrossFit is, but I feel like it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like, first, I'm just like obsessed with like my fucking phone. And I hate that I like know when fashion week like is happening. But there's a part of me that's just like, how has this not been like, like torn apart? Like, Oh. All the new Gen Z, yeah. like they, like it's like Emma Chamberlain, all these like young Gen buy Z people into buy it. into it, and it's like absolutely absurd. Like, actually, I saw, so I didn't, sort of related, like, I saw a um, study come out, I think just in the last couple of days, that was analyzing Gen Z, and it was like they are much more aware of climate change. A vast majority of them believe that humans are causing it, but a lot of them are not aware of the connection between um, meat consumption and its impact on the environment. And so I think uh, it might be what? similar. Yeah. Like they're not thinking about yeah. the fashion industry. Whereas they're thinking about like, we need to do, humans need to stop burning fossil fuels, which are all mm. like legitimate things to care about, but they're not thinking <laughs> yeah. about that. And so I think in a similar way, people the fashion industry yet. is so obvious to me as like, like as a wasteful. the wasteful one. But I think what to me is more menacing is the concept of that. Everything is new. And the like, it's like you're chasing trends. Mm -hmm. And that to me is just like, what is the issue with us as humans and consumption? Yeah. It's like, it's only gotten wanting, worse too. Yeah. The, like every season. Yeah. Know, and like cool every time in fashion week, it's like the it. most recent one was they were putting con. <laughs> it was like a legitimate, like, I don't even know the brands, but like a legitimate brand was putting condoms full of blue dyed water on the hands of the people. So like, when they came out hands of what people the model sorry oh. like the, the 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 people who look like aliens <laughs> so like the aliens people were they had to put on their like condom hand so their hand was sitting in water i was like that's disgusting i get pruny so fast i bet by the end of their hard walk they have to do they were pruny <laughs> and then they went out in like suits and like different like 
fashionable outfits so that and it looked normal but then you just focus in on their hands and there's like right. blue dye and then it like cuts to emma chamberlain and she's like it was so interesting and i was like how are you not sitting there being like okay like this is such a farce of itself well, i know like zoolander mm, has already existed but yeah. like you'd think that the impact of zoolander would have like made us all realize it's absurd but it's so weird it feels like every generation's buying yeah. into it in a way that it is hard because like there is a fine line between what is side also, note by the way <laughs> oh yeah what is also like art like i wouldn't want to argue away that like art is not important right and obviously yeah. like art that is wasteful is not good in my mind but just like design is interesting and yeah. i think some people easily just say like oh that's stupid in the way that they'd be like oh pop music is stupid or oh yeah like, that's fair there's lots of categories that get clumped and i don't disagree that there's all the fashion industry is probably one of the worst for waste in the world and well, the what it, well what it what it inspires in people like right. i guess a lot of those high class places like bella hadid's like well i bought this from a italian person made it with their right. hands it was seven thousand dollars like that's not bad for the environment right like, the people in bangladesh yeah. like dying aren't right. not aren't dying for this piece of clothing and aren't right. being underpaid but it's like the concept it of that like zara it, steals yeah. the concept they make the yeah thing that everyone buys I, I think yeah but you're right you're right like it is art to some people and i shouldn't and i bet it's a very queer and female dominated mm. space so it's like maybe i should attack shell and exxon mobile yeah like they <laughs> like, could they could take a step but, back first before like we have to like well shit on. that's a good segue okay. because we're about to talk about shell and exxon mobile because okay. carbon capture is totally. controversial okay well let's take a break and we'll talk about that and i'm on it Bombast mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombast, you are also giving to someone in need. Bombast designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. There's a pair of Bombast socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles made with sweat wicking yarns, which means your feet stay cool while the rest of you works up a sweat. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters? That's why Bombas donates one for every item that you buy. So far, Bombas customers like you have helped donate over 50 million items of essential clothing. Go to bombas.com slash side note and use the code side note for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash side note and use code side note at checkout. Again, that's bombas.com slash side note and use the code side note. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists anytime. That is very key for me. I have felt the benefits of therapy for years, but at the beginning, it can be really challenging to find one that fits for you. You kind of have to shop around per se, and BetterHelp makes this super easy because A, you're doing it online, and they also give you options to switch at any time. If you listen to this podcast, you know that we love therapy. We talk about it all the time. It has been the saving grace of our lives for the last five years. So check out BetterHelp. It's a great way to get started working on helping improve your life through talking to a therapist. Personally, I feel more confident. I feel less stressed. A lot of people say it's like going to the gym for your mind. I use that line all the time when I'm telling my friends that it would be a great option to talk to a therapist instead of me because I don't know how to give them the best advice. 
So if you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. So visit betterhelp.com slash side note today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash side note. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Study time. Study time. Study time. So carbon capture is a way in which technology and technological systems takes carbon dioxide out of the air. Um, which sounds like a good thing, Mm -hmm. which sounds like a very good thing. Mm -hmm. And actually it's like really interesting and it's cool how they do it. They can essentially like separate the CO2 from like a concentrated source and then they can compress it into like an actual liquid, which usually goes into like a pipeline, which where then that's where things get different is like what you do with the carbon dioxide once you've concentrated it Mm. out of the air. And I think this has been like a dream for a long time since we've known what climate change is, what is causing it, causing it, the issue of CO2 on our atmosphere and other greenhouse gases and stuff. It's like, how do we actually, is there a way that technology can play a role on top of having to like reduce emissions, which a lot of countries are trying to commit to? Is there a way that we can also like invent something that'll just like fix it all? (laughs) Yeah. And I think that in a lot of the future prospects of trying to keep the degree of warming below 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius, carbon capture and direct air capture of carbon dioxide is like a big part of those plans. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like a really important thing to understand right now because it's like, if we don't figure this out, those plans probably, it impacts the plans for the future of how we deal with the increase in carbon dioxide from burning fossil fuels. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a bit of a double-edged sword in that on the one hand, obviously reducing emissions is the fastest way. Like we don't have a particularly good carbon capture, like um, uh, what would you say? Like infrastructure. Infrastructure right now. There's concepts, there's like things that are being invented, but that doesn't exist. And so it's like, we don't know when that will be fully functioning, even out of all these ideas that people are bringing forward and creating. And so it gives a false sense of hope sometimes that's like, and I've always fallen into this in my life, like, okay, science will figure it out. We have all yeah, these issues on cool. earth. Science can figure it it's out. It's a and cool science, like, ooh, let's go. Yeah, and let's even go. thinking of like the um, ozone and like how science understood what was happening and how yeah. we could change like what was being emitted, like CFCs and how we could change that. And we've seen the ozone change. That yeah. wasn't like, you know, a thing we invented, but it was understanding the science allowed us to like, 
effectively repair the ozone. It was through regulation, though. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that wasn't through this specific But it technology. wasn't through people reducing. So what I think the double-edged sword is, is like, of course we should reduce, but are humans capable of yeah. this? Okay, so um, before we get into that, I'm going to explain the three types, because there is um, really different menacing outcomes, depending on which one you're doing. So there's CCS, which is carbon capture and storage, which is tech, again, where you take CO2 out of the air, you compress it into a liquid, and then that liquid has to go somewhere. Usually they pump it like deep underground for permanent storage. So the menacing part about that is that the places where you can store it are usually empty places that have already been extracted for oil and gas slash fracking companies really like that. The fracking. They go oh, like, well, we're going to provide. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, the, the fracking. fracking. <laughs> the fracking. Uh, that's a drag race joke, I guess. Yeah. But oop, the fracking. The fracking companies want this because they now have a new industry, which is to continue to frack and then find the places where the, where the, Carbon dioxide that has been pulled out of the air with nowhere to go goes. Mm -hmm. CCUS is is the version where you're capturing CO2 and instead of throwing it away, you're actually using it to extract more oil as it because they need you need carbon dioxide and the gas to essentially go underground to push the oil out. So it's like you're actually right. using, using the like pushing it away. To yes. Bring, but then it's also still tied into putting more. In more the yeah. It's like, in my opinion, I'm like, let's not do that one. <laughs> and there's CDR, which is like the negative emissions version. This is a version that I'm like, okay, I'm everyone wants this, this version to exist. Yeah. Well, no, lots of people want the other one. Oh, sorry. I mean like, like most scientists and people who are like trying to save the planet are like, not being like, yeah, let's just like do the one that gets more oil out of the ground. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The more I read, the more it's like you, this is one of those like scientific concepts that depending on who you are, you need to make an opinion on. Some people think let's just, the solution is that we don't decrease our emissions and we mm. do this along with others. Whereas I'm like, no, mm. I'm like, we need to keep fossil fuels in the ground. I don't, I, okay. We'll talk about it after I get through the last one, because okay. I'm saying like, there are some scientists who, would be like, I like maybe it's a more effective means by which to get yeah, it done. Yeah. Yeah. And there's money um, involved, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then CDR is the one where you essentially take the CO2 from the air and you, um, maybe you can use it for a fuel. <laughs> like it's like you try and figure out ways that you can use it in like different, um, essentially capacities right or you figure out places where you put it that have nothing to do with the oil and gas industry right so then we'll talk about a really cool thing they're doing in iceland for example where they have like essentially rock where that's so porous like there are places we can maybe put this co2 completely eliminated from fracking from oil and gas right um and not contributing those to those things at all using it as a fuel source for example you can put it into c cement and actually make cement like better mm. and i'm like okay that's the one i, I think is cool <laughs> 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 but it's it's controversial now we can start talking about that that one's that one all no that one is less controversial but it's not like when people talk about carbon capture they're not it's, it's, it's very nuanced to understand there's even three types. Like a lot mm. of people are using Just picturing this. like, oh, you just take it out of the air. Yeah. So for example, we were just at a YouTube event and they're like, we're there because it has to do with education. And they're like, we want to say that as YouTube, by 2040, we are going to be carbon neutral. Mm -hmm. That Them saying that is based on the fact that they're going to invest in carbon capture mm. to, to offset, offset their, emissions. their emissions. It's a frustrating time yeah. where people and scientists are sitting around going, okay, we're getting really cool information and really cool science and this tech exists. 
but people are now using like prototypes in their speeches right. about how they're going to decrease their emissions and even places like Shell and ExxonMobil are being like, we're going to be literally carbon neutral. Carbon neutral. Right. And it's like, I'm personally like, we need to all be talking about this now and understand this now so that we can't allow them to say bullshit stuff for 20 years. And then when it doesn't come to fruition, be yeah, like, well, be like, whoops. oops, the technology wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me a lot of the, the discussion around even someone like Bill Gates, who's like such a proponent for fighting climate change and is trying to be carbon neutral. But then you realize he just can pay his way through it. Yeah. Like when you're affluent, yeah. or you're one of these big companies, you don't have to take responsibility. You get to go, Oh, well I'm going to keep flying my private jet and I'm just going to, Pay for other people. That's how Bill Gates out. starts his book. Yeah, it's and, a really and it's awkward like, start. Okay, so you want everyone <laughs> else to minimize their use, but you aren't even willing to take one step towards that. And, and, I'm like, and maybe he is now. Honestly, but. no. I'm like Bill Gates. Like, okay, fine. Like, yeah, Lil Nas X can't get on a plane without being attacked. Bill Gates walks on a plane. I'm sorry, like no one cares. You put on a mask, <laughs> right? Like, you go literally on look a like every place. single white man who gets on a plane who does business from Boston to New York. Right. Like, it's funny because I'm like, you don't even have a vibe where I'm like, you could live normal. Yeah. Like, I just it's not like he's getting attacked by fans. Yeah. 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 Like, put on a mask. especially with a mask. He is someone who can Yeah, it. this is a frustrating part and it's it's like tied into like billionaire philanthropy. Side note again, sorry. But <laughs> as well, just like the capitalist structure of everyone trying to escape the responsibility and like everyone included in, in us, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it's it's easy to say, hard to do when we're like, how do we get people to minimize their emissions? And then that goes back to the problem yeah. of is this causing false hope where yeah. it's like don't worry, we don't have to minimize, we can actually get rid of it or convert yeah. it into something else. And it's also a really early time for these types of things where it's actually it's it's expensive it's like 500 us dollars for every ton of co2 that's sequestered at this place in iceland which we'll talk about which i think is cool that's like apparently like not like marketable to people like it is involving places like youtube and these rich companies to be like we're willing to invest in order to like mm -hmm. appear good right but it's like there's still so much to go before it becomes like a viable like industry mm -hmm. that a lot of environmentalists are like solar and wind and renewable mm -hmm. energy. If we take all the money that a lot of these companies are putting to this like thing and put it towards things we know work like that. And those, those industries are like 20 years ahead of this. So they're so cheap. Like the right. amount of energy we're There's, now getting is yeah. cheaper they're than fossil fuels. People in, need to know that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think that people are like, if we got distracted by this, mm -hmm. we're then going to fall away from our investment in renewables, which is an interesting thing as a Canadian, because the tar sands is like a horrible Canada's disgusting. We have like the, like honestly, some of the worst in the world ways of getting oil. The tars, a lot of those companies are like government, government um, invest in carbon capture. Like we'll put it beside the tar sands. The tar sands will be clean, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And environmentalists are like, no, renewable energy, get right. rid of the tar yeah. sands. Like these are becoming these like scapegoat narratives and yeah. it might pull millions and millions of dollars from government funding away from renewables. From yeah. So it's like, it's so a controversial. solution that actually <laughs> is probably much more viable. Yeah. And it's already has legs like yeah. solar, wind, and obviously like hydro and stuff already exists all over yeah. the world. But like, there's a lot of these possible solutions that have been implemented and are only getting cheaper and more effective. So speaking of hydro, 
the like Niagara Falls thing I talked about on the podcast like last <laughs> week saying I wish Niagara Falls was a <laughs> national park like kind of went viral on TikTok and people have such intense days. Really? Like, it's just so weird to like when a lot of people see a video and you start to read and people are like, but but one thing I learned is it's it's a hydro source. Yeah. Which I think is cool. Like, it's, it's like funny people be like, well, it's a hydro source. I'm like, I didn't say it's not. I guess yeah, I did yeah. pitch it as like, I hate Niagara Falls. Well, but it's, it's funny because like, <laughs> I think most people agree that like having a bunch of like a casino beside it's not necessarily like that nice. I totally, yeah. and I think we talked about it on the pod. It's like totally hear the accessibility angle of like having available to anyone oh like, i said i want like a path and a parking yeah, lot yeah <laughs> but it is i think a lot of the comments were like even though people like it they understand it's like you kind of like look at the falls and put everything else out of your review because it's like so tacky i more was just like i forgot that's a hydro source and that's cool that's all yeah that's true Continue. it is very cool go into yours oh well for to tie into yours i was gonna say that the ipcc says specifically carbon dioxide removal deployed at scale is unproven and reliance on sex on such technology is a major risk. Wait, re- that okay? You got mm-hmm. an IPCC, folks, and so I think That's that scary. is a good way Whoa. to realize, like, okay, we can't. Sure, we should keep like investing, and yeah, uh, or I mean, like, people should keep studying, and scientists yes. will keep looking into this. And I have two things. So the first one <laughs> is that there, like, here's some hopeful thing with carbon capture, and this happened or it came out and was released this year that scientists have developed a cost-effective artificial leaf that can capture carbon dioxide at rates 100 times better than what exists already. An artificial what? Leaf. Okay. Like the idea of like leaf, like leaves, like sucking at carbon oh dioxide. Oh my God. Yeah. Whoa. Um, so carbon capture yeah, as leaf. And that it's like cheaper than anything before, a huh. hundred times better. Um, it says, unlike other carbon capture systems, which work in labs with pure carbon dioxide from pressurized tanks, this artificial leaf actually works in the real world. Hmm. It captures carbon dioxide. Hmm. Um, and right. then it like pushes it through the leaf. Like it gets stuck onto the like quote unquote leaf, pushes it through and then comes out as sort of like fuel or a usable material. Where does it go? I honestly don't really know. Like I'm, I'm sure like, you set what it about up. trees? <laughs> yeah, I know. I think the <laughs> question, like, the question uh, is like, yeah, are trees more effective yeah, than this? Like you could plant trees. <laughs> um, well, that brings up something really interesting. My actual <laughs> sort of study. So there's a new study in nature food looking at the impact of plant-based diets on carbon capture. Uh, and so basically it's like the area needed for oh, animals to graze and, and then like growing the food for animals and for them to graze is huge. 80% of all agricultural land or 35% of the total habitable land in the world is from this. Oh my right? God. Right. So it's just the land used not only to house animals, but to grow all the food for them. God damn I. You just always forgot this when you live in a big city. Yeah, and this ties back also to what I said in the, earlier in the podcast about how a lot of young people don't associate um, their diet as much with climate change, even though they're hyper aware yeah. of climate change being an issue caused by humans. I mean, it's so easy not to because it's like your blueberries come in a goddamn plastic. Yeah, thing well, or... in particular, this is talking about meat, right? So it's talking about... Yeah, sorry, um, your meat's fed to you in a yummy yeah, McDonald's and bun. it's just so <laughs> cultural. It's so yeah. ingrained in our lives. So this study found if only high-income nations moved away from animal products. So like not putting the burden on low income nations, um, so much less land would be needed to grow food. And that would allow them to revert to their natural state with wild plants and trees, which would actually draw carbon from the atmosphere. Hmm. If, if this happened, the annual agricultural production emissions would reduce by 61%. Um, over the next, what was it like by the end of this century, almost a hundred billion tons would be taken out, which is the equivalent of 14 years worth of agricultural emissions. 
Wow. Does this make sense? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but buy, that's just if the wealthy countries decide not to eat. Yes, meat. like that's yeah, totally. Or it's it's if they change, like convert most of their land that's being used for meat production into to just to not do that and to also and allow most it also of it. sounds like into like native species, like um plant life. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like yeah, allowing yeah. plants to actually grow and take over whatever the natural. State it's would be. so green utopia. It's so never gonna happen like it's like yeah, so that, that's what i mean the double-edged sword is is like we can't really but that information is valuable one yeah i yeah. think it's just to encourage people and and the scientists in this study specifically say this doesn't have to be all or nothing we're just calculating the all if we went all the way on, on this here's how big of a difference it could make for us but of course it goes back to like minimizing meat consumption getting like the reason they didn't include um like low-income countries is because a, not only are they already eating less meat, but they're not contributing. Like, yeah, and they're relying <laughs> on it for actual nutrition. Yeah, in, in the yeah, Western yeah. world or in like high-income countries, there's so many protein sources available now that are accessible that don't have to be yeah. meat. And yeah, I think it's this like obviously, it's valuable information because like these are the types of things that do help create like um, floods of people decreasing their meat consumption just being mm -hmm. like oh like i'm yeah, rich and in a rich like, country yeah. like maybe i can decrease my meat become veggie whatever yeah like, and you I, need impetuses and this information helps that. yeah and i would say like i can hear some of the criticism of this being like there's lots of people in a high-income country that don't have a lot of money and it's only getting worse oh right? yeah that's fair. who would say um non-meat alternatives are actually way more expensive yeah. and it's not feasible for yeah. me to like change and that i totally hear that i think but it remember is, you talked about how like that's like there are the people who eat the most meat are the richest people yeah and you i think I mean? for like, most people this is why i truly believe it doesn't have to be all or nothing it's like step by step we aren't perfect vegetarians we eat meat sometimes like we go out for dinners at times and have meat yeah at home we're like oh never cooking meat but it is like it's a step and it's like doing what you can within your means and knowing that it actually can make a difference <laughs> or we're like we're like we're vegetarian but we're on a vacation in Colombia. it's gonna be so hard we show up at medellin we're like oh we're gonna have to eat meat and they're like no we have like the most gorgeous <laughs> like, oh. uh vegan place called kai if you want to like, try it we're like, sure oh only have oh meat we thought we had to. yeah <laughs> we're that um, but um i okay. think it just ties into like the idea of reducing emissions in this case and it also allows the double whammy of nature, like kind of coming back and helping yeah. us to reduce emissions by actually capturing carbon. So the, the, the carbon the capture in this way. case is plants. Yeah. I Sorry, you just, I know. I was like, I, for those just listening, he was kissing the dog, <laughs> not kissing the concept of carbon capture. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like um, this, the carbon capture that I picture in my head, which is this, these tech, this tech, this uh, thing that you're going to hear a lot about in the coming years is reminding me of like nuclear energy in the sense that as an environmentalist or someone interested in science, you have to have, you have to figure out where you stand and you have to have an opinion, an educated mm -hmm. opinion, because I, that's what I have noticed. I've heard such intense debate. I've read so many menacing things about carbon capture and so many amazing things that mm -hmm. it's like, you have to figure out how you're going to approach it. And I think it would will come down to like what you were talking about with the economics of yeah. like giving up meat. Like that's impossible. This mm -hmm. will come down to whether where you stand on your concept of economics, whether you believe that companies are maybe going to hold the power of the future, which some people do, or whether you think it's regulation or whether you think actually it's just renewable energy and not this at all. Right. Like it's, 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 I don't know where I stand yet, 
But well, I think that it like it goes back to that thing around like, do we rely on capitalism to fix the problem? And that's the part that doesn't that just seem like we're wrong. Wrong. Like doesn't it just seem like hell? <laughs> no. Yeah. No. It is. It is. It's like, do we solve the problem with the thing that caused the problem? And obviously, we don't actually know the answer right now. Like, no direct air. Ca- Direct air capture and carbon capture, I think, is something I haven't, I don't have a strong, I don't know, I don't know I enough about yet. it, to be honest. But even hearing that, you know, knowing that oil companies and fracking companies are now trying to find this twist where they can pump a shit ton of money into marketing and looking good yeah. and be like, we're actually, and they're not, they, we're going to be the good ones. We don't even know if it worked yet. Yeah. So I think it is a little scary in that yeah. sense, but it's that same issue of like, the greed of it you know you know it's the same as the oil people who fucking knew that it was destroying the planet you know it's the Mm -hmm. same as the cigarette companies that knew it was causing cancer before they could like ever say it out loud the ones that sound good are obviously ones that are like we're not gonna use it as like to promote more oil drilling we're not gonna turn it into like fuel that's just burning more carbon into the atmosphere let's use the one that just sucks it out of the air and also (laughs) seems easy Never trust an ad from Exxon Mobil or Shell. Like whenever I hear mm-hmm. ads from like literal well, like is oil companies, I'm like, that is propaganda. It's always propaganda. It's always propaganda, but it's it can be much more subtle and insidious than that. Those companies have so much money, they don't just have to put it in ads. They put it in people. They put it in politicians. Yeah. That money supports people who then create alliances and coalitions mm-hmm. to support those ideas and find ways to package them. That's not always in an explicit ad. So then it's scary to me because Shell and ExxonMobil are the ones who are doing all the ads about carbon capture. Mm-hmm. Like when you hear an they ad have for carbon the money. capture, they're, and they're also like, ooh, this way we can keep yeah. extracting oil and just saying that. Like that is such a Clean huge oil. issue. Yeah. Like we, like it's like carbon capture is nuanced and it's not quote unquote bad, but it's definitely going to easily be used in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to talk about some good ways though. Okay. Or cool. Yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, well, sure. cool tech. That's like, again, this isn't, you know, this is prototypes, but one of them is a direct air capture train. And someone from U of T who has not responded to my email <laughs> um, <laughs> is like one of the main chemists involved. He's like so smart. And I'm like, uh, write me back. Cause I'm trying to talk to you, <laughs> but essentially like wet train, it also relates to trains, which light rail transit is also a big necessary part of the future of a clean planet. And so when a train stops, there's so much wasted energy as heat like that, like where smokestacks and stuff, like a lot of the like heat generated by trains, it has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, there's ways that we can get the braking to harness electrical energy to use mm. as the f- source of energy for at the front and back of every train, there would be these direct air capture devices that don't need to use energy like the one in Iceland. Again, I'll get to it. I'm just edging this Iceland concept. Those require energy for fans, but because the train's already moving, you don't need to actually power any fans. You're using the momentum of the train to move. The air goes in, the carbon gets taken out with the energy generated by the brakes. Okay. And then where that carbon dioxide that you've pulled out goes is still the issue. You know, like it would maybe go into the ground with a fracking company, hopefully not, or used for fuel something. But you can put them at the be- on trains. No one has to like you know have it in their backyard. It's just like an addition to society. Right. And I was that like, already that sounds easy and cool. Yeah, yeah. And I know I still we still have to figure out where the carbon dioxide goes. But I'm all, I'm almost like just start doing that mm-hmm. everywhere, and like we'll figure the rest out later. And then Climeworks, that's the one in Iceland. And the reason they did it there is because Iceland has this rock that is so porous and able to hold carbon dioxide that they think it could just this 
specific part of Iceland hold all the carbon dioxide produced by the world every year. But like forever or like, just like for like even like like for long periods of time but their point is that i didn't even think there'd even be enough there for one year right so okay. that was like the stat okay. that they use which was like whatever it's where what is it? it's like called a rock it's like you know how they have so much volcanic rock like yeah. basaltic rock i believe it's called and they essentially are able to put it into all the pores like there's so much surf like there's a lot of surface area like the surface area to volume ratio is off. It's just like these literal like porous rocks and you would just put it in it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. And this, but also going back to the train thing, Okay. is so that like a working prototype or it's just like a theoretical idea right now? No, it works. They, they think the first trains that we'll have, it will be early next year. Wow. So okay. it, it works. But again, it's like, you still have to have companies that are yeah, going to make Design them. and spend yeah. the billions of dollars to put yeah. them, switch trains out. And yeah, yeah. It and it also is time. a part of like, making trains a bigger part of society mm -hmm. like you know how when's the last time you've been on a train so it's all at least that to me is direct air capture technology that is linked to also light rail transit that to me mm. i'm just like i like that one yeah, yeah <laughs> and then know. the the iceland one i like too because of where they know where the carbon dioxide is going to go it's not going to have anything to do with like oil and gas companies and oil, yeah and because iceland's energy sources are actually so renewable um, they chose to do it there and all the power of the plant, um, is from geothermal, uh, energy from like in Iceland, like they literally yeah. put it on okay. top of like a volcanic hot right. spring that or just whatever. Uses that it just uses heat. that steam mm. to power it all. It's completely green. And it's like, okay, okay. Sounds I good. like that one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, there are these parts of carbon capture that I like. And then there's this other part of it. That's also like super scary. And like everyone needs to know, mm. like needs to know. It's not a blanket good thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, most things are not. I'm sure there's like some insidious stuff inside the world of even like renewable energy of like these other companies trying to have their hands in it as well. Yeah, that's but, true. Like I feel like nothing can ever be like just purely good, especially once money gets involved, right? But, yeah. So it's it's worthwhile understanding that there's no perfect one solution. It's definitely going to be like some smorgasbord of all these different things together. Yeah. Because they're all like so there's such dreams that any one of them coming to full fruition feels like a probably not going to happen anytime soon. And if it does, it's going to be in a long time. Why and not put them all out there? It is like, definitely you have to leave the oil on the ground. Like the version of carbon capture where you're using the carbon dioxide to pump more oil out. It's yeah. like, can we just be like, no to that one? <laughs> but I guess you can't, right? Because companies can do whatever they want. I don't understand how that works. Like, how do you honest. stop a company from, how do you stop, that's like, when you realize the government has to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Regulate like, it. It is like you, they, they're doing it just on like land in a country or an offshore. It's like, it has to be enough people wanting that not to happen to elect politicians that will also stand for that and not allow that to happen. Like yeah. not give, not take money from those companies. So it really to, is. Honestly, it, it always comes back. It is going to still be regulation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we aren't, going to sit back and wait for this to become economically viable because it probably won't. I think oil is always going to be making big money. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of our podcast where we talk about how regulation matters. <laughs> like we always do that. But isn't that, it's just true. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just tricky, obviously, because I obviously can see the benefits of like good regulation. I see that people are afraid of like what happens when people regulate things that you don't want. You know, True. like if you get like an extremely conservative government who over regulates on things like what we would want to happen in this world, 
So okay. like regulation is just a term that can mean anything really like f enforcing rules on something. Yeah. So obviously it's like you only want it when it's like doing good, but then regulating the fossil fuel industry yeah. is a regulation I like on my ballot totally. when I vote. <laughs> like that's just okay. You're right. I shouldn't just say regulation blanket. I should say regulating the fossil fuel industry. Totally. Yeah. Okay. That's true. That's my main takeaway. I still don't know where I'm at with carbon capture. going to make a video about it, mm -hmm. trying to get to the guy from U of T, but yeah, if you know him, but it's, or but you it's, are him. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, you know what I mean? I feel it like it reminds me of nuclear energy where we all need to like learn mm -hmm. and then decide. And people are allowed to argue and that'll create good mm -hmm. discourse. But in the end, it's like, no, at least answer. it's a conversation around fixing the problem. Yeah. Like yeah. At, the, at least yeah. at the very minimal, True. like fine, at, like it sucks if oil companies are like spending money to get involved in this but <laughs> if we can see that it's helping a little then like at least that's a somewhat positive yeah know? no that's true i always forgot that there are some people who just ignore this issue all the yeah and like okay. don't <laughs> want to talk about it yeah okay right. thanks, well, thanks so much look into it we will make a video about it but it is also really fascinating and cool also peace okay bye planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.